Welcome back to TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Traceball. It is Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong, and Matt DeLong is back, baby. How you doing, Matt? You good to be back? Yeah, I'm glad you're back, Cam. And we had a lot of interesting games last week. However, today we're not really going to jump into last week. We saw what USC did against Colorado. We saw what West Virginia did against TCU. They are on the bye week this week. We're going to jump straight into college football this week. Got some pretty interesting games, not as many ranked games as last week, but there's going to be a couple interesting games we're going to talk about. Matt, what's the first game on the list that you see that's going to be interesting? I love the Oklahoma-Texas game, but I think it's going to be a steamroll. They're going to roll right through Oklahoma, but the Louisville-Notre Dame game is going to be a pretty good one. game that I think could be interesting is... uh, Texas A&M and Alabama as Texas A&M, you know, Jimbo Fisher losing to Miami this year, and that wasn't supposed to happen. And Jimbo's really on the hot seat this year in Alabama, trying to afford not to lose another game and continue on on top of the SEC West now. But this is going to be an interesting game. I know a lot of people think that Texas A&M really does have a chance to beat Alabama, and of course they do. I mean, Alabama having quarterback issues, not really knowing where to go. I mean, I expected it because... They've come off some great quarterbacks, having Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Bryce Young, and a couple, and uh, Mac Jones. So to come off of those guys, Jalen Milrow has a lot to live up to, and we'll see if this could be a really interesting game this week. Honestly, a lot of people like the Allstate Red River rivalry. I mean, it is Oklahoma, it's Texas. I know this is the biggest game of the week, and everybody knows it's going to be, but. I have a more interesting game. I think Georgia and Kentucky is more interesting to me. Georgia looks suspect. Their offense without Stenson Bennett is not the same. Caleb Beck is going to be a good quarterback in Georgia. However, he is young and inexperienced, and they're going to have to find a way to beat the Kentucky Wildcats, taking down the Florida Gators last week. Davis for Kentucky had 280 yards last week, absolutely dominated on the ground. Kentucky's defense looking good. Kentucky's really looking to pursue a win against Georgia here, and I really do think they have a decent chance. They've been competing the last couple years, came close the last couple years. There's got to be a time that Kentucky's going to beat Georgia, man. I mean, really. There's going to be a time that Georgia's going to be off the top. I want to see Georgia get off top. I really do. I don't see it happen for a couple more weeks, though. Well... I don't really think I. I, I think Kentucky is going to give them a run for their money. That's not, but I don't think it's going to be the Georgia blowout it normally is. But I don't think Kentucky will win. Georgia didn't look good against Auburn at all. I mean, Auburn took advantage of everything that Georgia couldn't capitalize on. Georgia's defense, you know, losing a lot of guys last year yep. out of the national championship, I mean, and losing a lot of offensive talented guys. They're not the same team, clearly. Everybody can see that. Brock Bowers is still that guy, the best tight end in football, for in college football right now. I mean, the guy's an absolute stud. They got to play Kentucky this week, then they go on to play Vanderbilt. They'll play Florida. They'll play Missouri. By the way, Missouri's actually looking pretty good this season, 5-0. and Missouri's balling for the first time in a while. And Ole Miss. I mean, they're playing Ole Miss after that. I mean, And then got Tennessee. Really, that would be their 
sec- their second to last game. That'll be their hardest, one of their hardest matchups. But I think Ole Miss is going to be a hard matchup for them. I really do. Ole Miss looks good this year. I, I I'm skeptical a little bit because Ole Miss is a they're a, they're a really weird team to me this year. Ole Miss has such an elite offense, and I know everybody knows that. I mean, Lane Kiffin clearly can call offense, but you go into Alabama to play Alabama, and you only score 10 points against Alabama's defense. Then you go into LSU, and you manage to score 55. And LSU, everybody thought was the be- they were better offensively, and I thought they were better defensively. But going into Georgia and playing at Georgia in Athens – we're gonna. Georgia has to improve. I think it'll be a, you know, one a game that there's gonna be some scoring in it. But I don't know if it'll be the high scoring game like we saw against LSU. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it'll be like that again. I don't no. think Georgia or teams like Alabama are gonna let that happen. Those are some interesting. That's gonna be another interesting matchup. I agree with you on the Notre Dame Louisville. Louisville's looking good this year. They look pretty impressive. But give me Louisville Sam Hart. Doesn't look bad. They don't. I know you thought that Sam Hartman should have beat Ohio State when he when they played. And listen, they had a chance to lose last week against Duke. I mean, Duke could have won that football game last week. Yeah, they could have. But for Notre Dame to lose that way to Ohio State and then to come back and beat a team in Duke who was confident. I think there was some suspect play calling and officiating in the Ohio State game because I'm pretty sure that his knee was on the ground, but it is I'm going to go ahead and leave that at that. Uh, to break down, I will pick the winner, in my opinion, of the Red River rivalry. Um, give me Quinn Ewers in Texas all the way. I mean, there's, there's no debate for me even here. I don't think you'll ever hear me say this again, but yeah, I hope I'm warned. I'm going with Texas. Just looking at the competition in both teams and who they played, Oklahoma started their season with Arkansas State, beat them seventy-three to nothing. Then they played SMU, beat them twenty-eight to eleven. Then they played Tulsa and beat them sixty-six to seventeen. Their their closest game is they played Cincinnati and it's they won twenty to six. Then they played Iowa State and everybody's like, well, Iowa State's not a bad team, dude. They lost to OU. I really like OU has a good football program. I understand that, but Iowa State's not supposed to lose that game. They have they're yeah. supposed to have better recruits. It's going into that this game against Texas. Who who is Texas competing? Well, they beat Rice at the beginning of the season, thirty-seven to ten. They beat Alabama, thirty-four to twenty-four. Then they played Wyoming and Baylor, who are teams are not that good. They played Kansas last week, and of course. Jalen Daniels is he's never he's never healthy. And that's sad for Kansas because he's actually a good quarterback at Kansas. But going into this game, I think this is I, I'm giving Texas all the way. I, I like Quinn Ewers, this Brooks. Everybody was sad they lost B. John Robinson last year. This guy is just as good as B. John Robinson. Eighty six carries, five hundred and ninety seven yards and five touchdowns. Dude is balling, man. Yep. And I also like Adonnie Mitchell, the transfer from Georgia last year. Coming into Texas, he is their one of their best receivers, and this is a home game for Texas. Like Matt said, I won't say it often. The horns, horns are gonna win this game. You'll never hear me say it with the horns ever again. But God, I hate Oklahoma. <laughs> so do I. One last game, I guess I can cover up LSU and Missouri. It's gonna be kind of interesting. Uh, I think LSU is going to beat Missouri. Because of the disappointing loss against Ole Miss. 
And I like Jalen Daniels. I think the guy's a stud. But everybody give Cook, the quarterback at Missouri, credit. He's thrown 1,400 yards this season, 11 touchdowns, and has no interceptions. Guy's been playing great. So, good for Missouri. They're on the way up in the football world. They really need this, to be honest with you. But we're going to jump to the NFL, man. Coming into week five, got the Bears and the Commanders. And how about them Bears, man? I mean, that That was wild. Listen, Justin Fields. You could see the anger in this team after losing to the Broncos the way they did. How many games did they lost? 14? 14 straight. 14 straight. Like you said earlier, they were They're they were due a win. They were. The, at some point when you lose so many games, the odds of them winning it goes up really goes high on them winning. They got to win at some point. Somebody's got to win. I yeah. mean, so you we almost came up on the count. Cal- we were coming up on the calendar year since their last win. Yeah. And for them to get this win against the Commanders in the Commanders' house, I think they took them by surprise. Justin Fields, again, like last week, had another great game in this game. 282 yards, four four touchdowns. Everybody give DJ Moore a lot of love, though. Eight receptions, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. Dude just balled. He had a chance probably to get five touchdowns last night. I mean, the guy was balling at one point. he's, He's a great player, and... I don't know. I I came on here, and I talked about how bad of an atrocity the ownership is, which they are. They're not getting any love or any credit from me. I don't care how many teams they beat. This organization in the city of Chicago needs major help and an SOS problem. Like yeah. the Bulls, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Blackhawks, the Bears, who haven't won since 85, all need major help. I mean, the entire ownership for each team needs to be cut off. Like, it's awful to see this in Chicago. But good win for the Chicago Bears. Deserve it. Let's go into the game across the pond here. The Jags, the Bills, at 9.30 in the morning. You going Josh Allen? Now, I'm pretty sure there's a possible return for Von Miller this week. I think Von Miller is a possible return for the Bills. So... I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I agree with you. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has been down recently. He's not been playing that good this season. Uh, I know his stats you know, don't really tell that story, but just watching him play, they don't look good. They didn't look good against the Falcons in London last week. No. You know, I, I expected a lot from Calvin Ridley. Uh, he had a great week one and just has depleted since. Yeah. Evan Ingram not really being involved much. Travis Etienne having a hard time running the football. But in the same way, I guess we could say this is kind of expected because the Jags started terribly last year, and they kind of put it on at the end of the season. So I still believe in T-Law. I still like Trevor Lawrence. and But I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is on a tear to prove everybody that he deserves to be in the conversation. And especially that uh, Joe Burrow is not doing so well. He has a chance to make a statement. That was the biggest hype in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is, I think they're going to, they need to win the next two games before the bye. They yeah. need to get, they, they've got to win, they've got to beat the Cardinals. I think they have a pretty cakewalk schedule, I mean, until the bye. The bye's in two weeks, so they got to play the Cardinals and the Seahawks. They need both wins against both teams. Joshua Dobbs, James Conner. And them are going to be competitive. Kyler Murray's due back at some point in this season for 
the Arizona Cardinals, but for this particular game this week against the Cardinals, the Bengals got to find a way on offense. They got to find a way to get Jamar Chase more involved. Jamar Chase is having a rough season, and I know him talking about I'm always open and stuff like that, but I mean, Joe Burrow's calf issue has done more than just affect him. It's affected this entire offense. Nobody's doing the right things. The offensive line's having trouble to going to the tight end, to all the receivers, even Joe Mixon. I mean, the Bengals are just not a right team this year, and their defense is not doing so well either. They're not really holding up against the pact. I'll give them credit, though. I mean, they did well against the Rams. You know, they held the Rams down in their win, but the Browns, the Ravens, and the Titans, I mean, they kind of all just put it on them in points. I mean, they're just showing up. So the Bengals have to get this win. they got to win the next two games. And then if they get to the next two games and get to the bye week and let Joe Burrow rest some more, I I just think I wish they didn't start Joe Burrow. I wish they didn't start him in week one and week two. No, they should have kept him out, got him healthy. And, yeah, they must – they still probably would have lost both games. But Joey B would have came out week three in a lot better state than where he was. Healthy, mobile. And I think they would have a better record than they do right now. I agree with you. There's a lot of teams this week that, you know, there's going to be some close matchups, really. I mean, this is really the week of who knows who's going to win some games. I mean, the Jets and the Broncos, for example. The Broncos' defense is terrible. The Jets' defense is great. Zach Wilson had probably the best performance in his career last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. And Russell Wilson's been balling. Sean Payton, offensively, they've been great. So... Really, I don't know who's going to win this game. I mean, it just is Zach Wilson going to be the same guy he was last week? That's just the question mark. It's going to be a close one. And I think against this Broncos defense, he's got if Justin Fields can play that well against the Broncos, and he can play that well against the Broncos. Yeah, I agree. So there's an there's one close game. We have the Texans and the Falcons. Desmond Riddler, C.J. Stroud. I mean, C.J. Stroud's been on a tear for a rookie. He's he's my rookie of the year already, and I know that's. That's early start, but I mean, C.J. Stroud, twelve hundred yards and five and six touchdowns already. Yeah. No interceptions. They have a two and two record, and everybody thought Houston was going to be god awful this year. I thought they would, you know. I was excited to see C.J. Stroud, but I didn't expect them to play this well. Nico Collins has been playing well. Tank Dell for them. I mean, their defense is showing up. They showed up against Pittsburgh last week. They showed up against a couple other teams. I mean, they've got a good young roster, and D'Amico Ryan's, I mean, hell of a defensive coach. To be honest, they looked great against Pittsburgh. They really did. Mm-hmm. And I did not see that one coming at all. And then playing Atlanta this week, Desmond Riddler, he is what he is at the end of the day. Uh, I, I'm not too sure how I even feel about it, to be honest with you. So I got no comment on Desmond Riddler. B. John Robinson, this dude's a stud. I mean, he's all over the field all the time. Arthur Smith, the coach, has got a heck of a run run play call. I mean, like, this guy is one of the most creative guys in the run. So, Bijan Robinson looking good. Wish they'd get Kyle Pitts involved a little bit more. He's way too talented not to be involved more in the offense. Drake London needs to be involved more. But I, I question whether it's a lack of confidence in Desmond Riddler because, you know, he makes he can make mistakes. And I don't think he has the arm strength to really – be able to pass it deep downfield, but Atlanta, I'm I'm happy where where they are. I am. I'm happy with where they are. Titans and Colts. 
Ryan Tannehill on a bad offensive line. AR, AR, what's his number five? I keep wanting to call AR-15 because that's what he was at uh, Florida. But AR-5, man, Anthony Richardson. I like this dude too, man. I mean, he's this guy's got incredible talent. He really does. Anthony Richardson coming into this game. The Colts, I'm going to say it. They should be one and three. There's no way they should be two and two. No. The Ravens beat them, and that was clear as day. There was so many bad calls called in that game. Yeah. Zay Flowers should have had a face mask call on him. He should have had a pass interference call on him. So I think the the Colts got away with a little bit of NFL script writing there. But going against the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee played very very well against the Bengals last week, and the offensive line showed up. D Hop, Traylon Burks. Derrick Henry going against this Colt. This is a this is a real rivalry matchup between these two teams. These it two is. teams do not like each other whatsoever. It's in Indianapolis. It's it's just going to be a fun game. We're going to see who's going to get the better of who. I really don't have a winner for that one. I can't give you one. Saints Patriots. Man, I am disappointed in Mac Jones. I thought he'd be a lot better under Bill O'Brien since that was his offense coordinator with Alabama when they yeah. won the national championship. Saints defense has been they've been all right. They've been, they've been all right. Their car's been all right. I mean, he's been all right. He's uh, like literally all right. I mean, you got Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. I mean, your offense really should be great. They yeah. should be able to put together. You just got Alvin Kamara back, who had a pretty good week last week. So, I expect better from the Car- from the not the Carolina Panthers. My bad. The New Orleans Saints in the future, but this game. Is it a, is it a Saints home game? No, it's a Patriots home game. So, who knows, man? Let's just see who gets the better of each other in this yeah. game. Like I said, there's not a lot of defined winners this week. I mean, there's a lot of upsets. The only defined winner, right, uh, really, in a lot of the one o'clock games is the Lions and the Panthers. But yeah. that's just because the Panthers are young and don't have any experience together. I don't know. I think I think the Dolphins might go. Oh yeah, I'm predicting it right now. The Panthers are going to get the first pick in the draft, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be their pick. They're picking Marvin Harrison Jr. for Bryce Young right off the board. Uh, listen, that'll be that. That'll be a good move. Yeah, that's going to be their move if they continue on the path that they're on, in which that'll be incredible because I like what Bryce has been doing. I like Bryce's decision-making. He's been doing great for the Panthers, and he's going to have expectations to win in the future. And Well, so we got the, the Lions are guaranteed. The Dolphins are guaranteed. The Dolphins are going to run over Danny Dimes. There's not even a chance. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised if they didn't score 70 points like they did against the Broncos on the Giants. I mean, they. That wasn't even a win. That was a slaughter. That was a straight asshole. It was sad. That was a slaughter. Eagles are. I don't know. Is Cooper Cup coming back this week? That's what I'm interested in for the Rams. Puka Nakua has been really good for them. He's probably. He has. As a rookie, the most receptions ever. But, I mean, Matt Stafford does that. He makes guys better. And if Cooper Cup comes back this week, that's a huge piece. Uh, I like how I'm, I like what Sean McVay's doing with the Rams this year. They're pretty competitive. Almost beat the 49ers. I mean, they, they're a good team. So, I mean, I, I like Matt Stafford. I like what they're doing this year. And Chiefs-Vikings, give me the Chiefs. I mean, yeah. Yeah, give me Chiefs. Either way, I guess we're going to have to break. Oh, yeah, well, hold on. Right before we break into the serious games, um, 
Packers and Raiders, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is terrible. Their backup's not so good. Even though Josh Jacobs, I do like him in the backup scene because Josh Jacobs gets to run more. Yeah. But uh, Jordan Love, give me Jordan Love. They got embarrassed last week by the Lions. It's yeah. Jordan Love. I like how Jordan Love, he looks a little bit like Aaron Rodgers when he plays. Oh, yeah, which is a little. A little bit. He kind of imitates him a little bit. All right, I guess we'll get into the stu- the the serious games. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens, man. Uh, I'm going to break down my game first before we get into Matt's team. Last week, I guess we'll break we'll break into how I feel about it. Uh, last week was an absolute disgrace by the Pittsburgh Steelers. People blame the defense. Well, we have no offensive scheme. The defense is on the field way too much. They're trying. I don't even think we made it past the 50 yard line to like the fourth quarter, which is absolutely terrible against the, the Houston Texans. And I'm not saying the Houston Texans, like I just said a few minutes ago, they are an improving team, but they're not as they shouldn't be as good as Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a lot of talent right now, and so here's here's what I'm mad about. I'm first mad about. Uh, we don't use Joey Porter at all. We put Patrick Peterson in. He's an old vet. Clearly, we shouldn't have let go Cam Sutton. That was a mistake. We traded Devin Bush away to the Seahawks to try to get talent. What did we do? We just added another. We just added another Devin Bush and Burns. He's not so good. Alex Highsmith's not having an incredible year. T.J. Watt's the only person doing anything. Cam Hayward being out's not helping us either. And then Minka Fitzpatrick having to do everything in the backfield like he always does. So there's our defensive problems. Now let's get a let's wrap around to the real issue. Here we go. You need to start with the top of this one. Matt Canada is horrible. He's horrible. I've been saying it. I've given my patience. I've had enough. I really have. I can't stand this anymore. I can't stand this piddly, curl, flat, run crap. This this is not worth it. We are the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are a six-time Super Bowl organization. There is absolutely no reason for our offense with Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Calvin Austin, Allen Robinson, George Pickens, Jalen Warren, and Pat Fryermuth to look this bad. There is absolutely no reason. And you know what? You know what bothers me the most about Matt Canada? Matt Canada was on a podcast before the Houston Texans game, and he was talking about his offense, and he said, we're not built to come back from big leads. If they take the lead, we're not coming back. You cannot be an offensive coordinator admitting that your talented roster can't come back because your scheme sucks. You average 18 points per game. You call a bunch bunch of BS plays that nobody likes. Kenny, the offense has no faith in you. The defense has no faith faith in you. Even the kicker says it we're not winning because of you. Chris Boswell's even admitting that. You know why the Pittsburgh Steelers won some games when Big Ben Roethlisberger was there when Matt Canna? Big Ben Roethlisberger audibled out every single play he could have. Big Ben ran his own plays. He had the team run his own plays. Oh yeah, forgot to mention we also have Deontay Johnson who's not there at the moment. This offense is way too talented. Now, I'm not impressed with how Kenny Pickett's looked. I'm not. Could that also be because of the offensive coordinator? Yeah. I, I, I really do. I need, I'd need. i like to see Kenny Pickett with somebody else. If I see him with somebody else, then I can determine what the decision is about the future of Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. But with Matt Canada, I don't think he... I, I'm going to tell you right now. 
30, the other 31 organizations are not hiring this dude. They're not hiring this dude to be the offensive coordinator. No. Nobody is hiring this dude. This dude failed as an offensive coordinator in college. And a college team. How did he get a job in Pittsburgh? Because he was the next guy up? Because Mike Tomlin is loyal? So, we hired a guy. Loyalty what does not win you games at all. No. And here's the issue. So... Let's break it down even more. We hired a guy, right, in Mac Canada, who doesn't deserve his job, who didn't make it in college, whose record's terrible, who averages 18 points per game on offensive schemes. Our defensive coordinator, who is also just as bad, we let Brian Flores walk out the door. Does nobody understand how good the Pittsburgh defense was last year? Pittsburgh's defense was great with Brian Flores and Mike T working together. That's why we stopped people. Because they knew what they were doing. Brian Flores is having a heck of a time up there in Minnesota. We can just see how bad their defense is. Their defense is horrible. He'd been so much better as the defensive coordinator with Mike T. This offense is an atrocity. And you know what? Going into this Ravens game, John, John Harbaugh... Just like Mike T, been around a long time. Yep. Difference is, they fired Greg Roman. They fired Greg Roman, and Greg Roman's a heck of an offense coordinator, by the he way. Is. I still think that maybe the maybe the Chicago Bears should be interested in getting him because he did great with Lamar Jackson. He he gave Lamar Jackson an MVP season. Yeah. I mean, they fired Greg Roman and hired somebody else who was more experienced in the passing game, and now. The Baltimore Ravens look like a real team. Lamar Jackson looks great. Mark Andrews looks great. Zay Flowers. They'll get Odell Beckham Jr. here soon. Nelson Aguilar. You got Gus Edwards in the backfield. Poor J.K. Dobbins can't stay away from an injury. And Lamar Jackson's being himself. And they he looks confident in that backfield. He, he looks like he wants, he wants to throw the football. You know what you see the difference in Lamar Jackson this year? He's not running for it. He's not running for it. He doesn't He's, have to. He's still the team's leading rusher. Yes, but he's not doing what he used to do. He's not just sprinting as soon as he as soon as he gets. They're not drawing up run plays for him. If he's running, he's running because he wants because he has to on the play. Yep. Because he's getting chased down. Lamar Jackson looks confident. So going into this game, before I'll, I'll let you jump into yours. Oh, you're good. This is Ravens week. This is the biggest week for Pittsburgh fans. We have two game. We we have four games really a year. The two Browns games and the two Ravens games, we don't really care much about the Bengals. The Bengals are just there. They're in the AFC North. But we've already beaten the Browns. We've got to play them again later in the season. Ravens week is the most competitive week for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. It is the most competitive week for Baltimore fans, too. Baltimore fans feel it, too. Yeah. I expect a win on home field. Matt Canada, dude... Do you really want to lose your job? Do you really want to lose your job with this talented team that you got? Because I'm going to tell you, you get fired in Pittsburgh, you'll never get hired anywhere else. No. Nobody ever hire you as an offensive coordinator again. No. I need more than 18 points. I need more from you. I want Kenny Pickett. You know, can I tell you something? You know, since Matt Canada's been hired, the Pittsburgh Steelers have not had... One 300-yard passing game. Are you serious? 
dead on. They've had four close ones. Not one. That's sad. So, all right. Well, I'm the Steelers. Go Steelers. I'm done with my team. Who are you calling to win that game? For me? Well, I'm going to go Pittsburgh all the way, but if it's a logical sense, for everybody probably should bet Baltimore. <laughs> I should bet Baltimore on that game. But for me, I'm going to ride with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they could be like the Bears, and I'd still ride with them. I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm that loyal fan. I'm going to ride with them no matter what. I'll go, I'm going to ride the up and downs. Am I happy with where we're at? No. But, I mean, can I do anything about it? No. no. I just got to sit there and suffer. That's all I got to do. All right. Sunday Night Football. This is, right here, one of the biggest matchups of the, of the year. Yeah. Of the year right here. This is, should have been the NFC Championship game of last year. Yeah. Really, I mean, this is the NFC Divisional Round game last year. This is the Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. Brock Purdy, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey versus Dak Prescott. Tony Pollard, Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, C.D. Lamb. This is everything we built up for. This is, to me, the two best teams in the NFC right here. And I know everybody's still talking about the Eagles, but I would put the Eagles defense aside right now. Yeah. I'm going with the Cowboys and 49ers, the two best teams in the NFC. Matt, this is your team. This is your matchup, man. It's going to happen, my man. I think this one's going to be a close game, Cam. Both defenses are absolutely phenomenal. Brock Purdy is he's a very good quarterback. He's got a great receiving core. It's going to be a close game, especially if Dak can get the ball off, play like he has been this year, besides the Cardinal game. I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. I think they're going to hit the over. I mean, the over is 40, what, 48, 43, I think. 45. And they got San Francisco by three and a half. I think it's going to be a good game. But this is going to be the biggest, until the playoffs, I think this is going to be one of the biggest games in the NFC. Hands down. Who's winning? I'm going to say the Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan, but honestly... This one's going to be a hard one to call. They're both good. They're both pretty good. It's going to be a hard one to call, but like I said, Brock Purdy's got so many weapons on his side of the offense. He does. And their defense is a tough defense. But I don't know. I'm going Cowboys, but I think it's going to be a good, close this is going to be a very physical football game, I have a feeling of. So I'm going to start by saying I think that Kyle Shanahan is the second best play caller in all football behind Andy Reid. I think he's the second best play caller in all football. Kyle Shanahan, to me, is that dude. Looking across the board, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in every position. Oh, hands down. And I know maybe outside the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. But Christian McCaffrey's elite, Brandon Ayuk's elite, Debo Kittle. Yep. On the defense, Nick Bosa, my lord, what a defensive player. You got Hufunga and Fred Warner. Yeah. All are all all team pros. 
They are great players. Going to look at Dallas. Tony Pollard's good back. CeeDee Lamb's a great receiver. And you got Brandon Cooks, who I think they need to use a little bit more, especially in this game. They're going to need him. They're going to have to. They're going to need him in this game bad because they're going to have CD locked up. And they're going to start going after Ferguson, too. Because mm-hmm. Ferguson stepped up his game. He is a great tight end. He really is. I'm worried more about the Cowboys this week than I was two weeks ago. Yeah. And the reason I am coming into this game is because of Trayvon Diggs. The loss of Trayvon Diggs, to me, is crucial. It is. It, hurt, hurt, it, it, it is almost catastrophic. Because San Francisco has so many weapons. And looking across the board, I just talked about him. Yeah. They brought Stephon Gilmore to Dallas to be the other side. Yeah. And when you look at, at this team and the matchups, Gilmore can't guard Debo and Ayuk. Nope. And I'm not as confident as I would have been if Trayvon Diggs would have been there because they'd have had Diggs on Debo and Gilmore and Ayuk. Yep. And then Kittle and McCaffrey, I mean, they you can't really guard those guys. They're just going to be around. But looking across the board, Micah Parsons is a great defensive player. you got Gilmore. you got a good defense. you got a good offensive line. Zach Martin, one of the most experienced and a Hall of Fame guard. You have a great matchup. And this is going to be a competitive matchup. Do I think it hits the over? No, I don't because the defenses are way too good. I don't think it hits the over at all. It didn't hit. It didn't even. It didn't even hit the over in the playoff You're right. game. You're right. So I don't think it'll hit the over. I don't. I don't really know if this will go over twenty points. For like like twenty points for both. Neither team will score twenty points. I don't think that'll happen because that's not how it ended last year. It was nineteen sixteen. It was nineteen thirteen or sixteen. This is going to be Dak's biggest biggest test right here. This is the team. That he has to beat to get to the Super Bowl. I don't care what you say. They're going to be there. They're going to be in the way. The 49ers are going to be in the way. Yep. The 49ers are in the Super Bowl last year if Brock Birdie plays. Jalen Hurts and them are not better than them. Nope. The be- they're going against the best team in football. We've been hearing it all year. Jerry Jones, talk about this. Talk about this matchup. We've been hearing Mike McCarthy how saying he that Dak is going to play every single game this year, including the Super Bowl. We've heard you know, the story on Dak Prescott that he's ang- – that, that because they asked him after the game last week how he's going to prepare for San Francisco, and he was all mad about it. And he and everybody's like, should, should Dak be, like, angry going into this game? Should he be an aggressive player? No, don't be aggressive at all. I don't think that's good for Dak at all. No. I don't think he's that type of dude that needs to be aggressive on a football field. He'll just make mistakes. Yeah, he'll throw interceptions. He'll, he'll mess up. Dak has to – Read well. He's going to. Re- he's almost going to have to play perfection on yep. reading the ball. He can't be throwing under pass. He can't do what he did to Ceedee Lamb last year no. and throw an inside pass when a pass needs to be over his head. Yep. He's got to be good. He's got to play the right way. Dak Prescott has all the capability to do it. Now, is he going to do it? I I don't know. This team rides on their special team and defense. Dallas really their offense rides on it, and everybody's talking about how. Good, they've looked well. The first couple, they played a bunch of bad teams in the first couple weeks, and they shouldn't have lost to the Arizona Cardinals. But I want to see what is, what's going to happen when all the pressure comes back to be on Dak's shoulders. Is Dak going to be the guy that's going to raise it over? Now it's just a regular season game. I mean, it's not like the playoffs. It's not that big. It's not that big of a deal. If they lose, they lose. 
But this is the this is the going to be the test. Can Dak win this? Yeah. Because how much longer do you hold on to Dak if you know that he can get you to the playoffs and to an NFC Championship game, so to speak? By the way, this is a fun fact I learned this week. There are two quarterbacks in NFL history that have the most wins in a regular season, postseason thing, but have never been to the NFC Championship game. And one is Dak Prescott, and the second is Tony Romo. So <laughs> that is an interesting and funny stat to me that both Dallas Cowboy quarterbacks have the, have the highest win percentage in like history and never been to an NFC Championship game. But this, this is a question to Dak. This is Dak's career against this team. If Dak can get you there to the playoffs, and this is the team that stands in the way, and he can't beat them one time, He's already 0-3 to this team. Yeah. He's got two more chances this season, to me. And if he can't beat the 49ers in the biggest moment, he won't fit in playoffs. Is, is there time to start looking at Trey Lance? Is it time? I mean, uh, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott are always going to be a 11-12 win team. I don't, and this defense, I don't think anybody's going to doubt that. But being an 11-12 win team is great. Until you realize that you can't get to where you're supposed to be. I mean, how much patience do you think Jerry Jones has left? About as much as I have with Neil Browns. That's not. It's coming. It's it's he, almost there. Why do you think he got Trey Lance? Let's be honest. Oh, we already discussed that. I told you. If Dak so, screws up, that's his replacement. Exactly, and I think this year Dak's like, oh shit, there really is somebody that can play. That's not Cooper Rush. That can take my QB one job, and I think he realized that this year, and he stepped it up so far. So I don't know. Like you said, it's a big question mark. Uh, if I had to pick a winner, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay with I'm gonna lay my hands with Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. That's just me. Do I want Dallas to win? I'd like to see Dallas beat the 49ers. Do I think they're going to? No. I just. If the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl last year, they win. They don't lose to Kansas City again. They had a better team. McCaffrey, I mean, my lord. Nobody can stop that guy. Christian McCaffrey. Four touchdowns last week. The guy's just special. So, going to be a lot of interesting games this week. Dallas, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens. Jeez, what is it going to be? It's either going to be, we're either going to come back on here next week. Be happy or we're not. Or we're going to be really upset. Yeah. Which, he's got a great chance to be happy, and i got a really bad chance because I'm probably going to be upset. But honestly, Lamar played like dog shit in Pittsburgh, and you know that. I know, but. He always has. That's the other thing you've got to look at your side because, I mean, every time he's ever been to Pittsburgh, he's dropped the ball. Yeah, but here, here's here's the problem. Kenny Pickett threw 114 yards against the Houston Texans defense. I know. And Baltimore's defense is 10 times better than the Houston Texans. I know. We're going to lose. Like, the okay, going back to the stats for last week against with the Steelers and the Texans, Najee Harris was the leading receiver with one reception for 32 yards. Najee Harris had 71 yards rushing last week. That's the most all year. So, 
Okay, read you off the receiving stats for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Najee Harris, 1 for 32 yards. Jalen Warren, the other running back, 6 receptions for 26 yards. George Pickens, 3 for 25. Calvin Austin, 3 for 24. Kenny Pickett gets hurt, right? He got hurt in the game. Everybody's seen it. Mitch comes in. He throws 5 passes for 18 yards, and they're done. Steelers, I mean... There's not even 150 yards in passing offense last week against the Houston Texans team. Go to the Houston Texans schedule. Go to the teams that they've played. Hmm. So what, look at the Jags real quick. Trevor Lawrence, 279 yards passing. Oh, yeah, let's drop back to the Colts. Gardner Minshew had 170 yards at least. And then Lamar Jackson played him. And he had 169 yards. Everybody, two quarterbacks couldn't even put together 150 yards in passing offense. I'm just, oh, no. I mean, my it, thing with the Steelers is your biggest problem, hands down, is Matt Campbell. But I don't think Kenny Pickett's the answer in Pittsburgh. I don't give a shit what Big Ben says. I don't care what Ben Roethlisberger says. I do not think that Kenny Pickett is the answer in Pittsburgh. See, I like to see Kenny pick it with somebody else, and then I'll make that determination for me. I'm I'm not too high on what he's been doing, but if he's with somebody else, maybe. I mean, I'll take Big Ben's word for it. He has a two-time Super Bowl champ, so I mean, I I'll take his word on what he like. I mean, Big Ben admitted it. Big Ben admitted to everybody he didn't like Kenny Pickett when he came in. He didn't like Kenny Pickett at all. He said Kenny Pickett not that good. And then at the you know tor- towards the end of the season, he was like. Okay, the kids kind of got something. I guess we should end this episode, but uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. And we'll be back on here next week, you know, praying whether our teams won or lose. So we'll see you guys next week.